Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for joining us. We hope you're doing well because we certainly are, aren't we, James? We are doing <laughs> fantastic. Except by the fact except the fact that I'm just exhausted. I am doing fantastic. You know, I feel a little more energized than I have, but um that's because I've had a couple times where I got to go sleep in a hotel for longer <laughs> yeah, you were than away. six hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So uh yeah, how are you yeah, you're tired. Yeah, it's just, it's just that season of of November. You're off There's next a, week, right? Yeah. Thanks. Wait, are we all? No, we're not all fall of next no, week. No, no. We got to figure that out. No, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. they're, they're just, there's times we got to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving meals coming do. up. But yeah, it's, you know, it's just been a, a season. I, I, I didn't preach this past Sunday. I think that helps. Of, yeah. yeah. D-Now weekend, though, yeah, was yeah. great for our students yeah, and our was. families. Yeah, yeah. Alec, good job, buddy. Um, it, was, it was great. Our kids were just looking forward to it, and they had a great time. Yeah. And it's always it's always good to just get, you know, about 100 students just focused in on the word without a lot of distractions. It's good stuff. Yeah. The only distraction really is, is just how bad it smells in the room when they're all yeah, together. That is jumping true. It is, that is true. Especially the uh, middle school boys. I mean, even one middle school boy, you walk in the room mm-hmm. and you're like, mm, mm-hmm. we have two in our house and uh, you have, you have a few in your house and it just smells all the time. Mm-hmm. But it um, does, it does. BO and Axe body spray. <laughs> basically it does not work to cover mm. it up. Mm. Oh, well that's do, enough. Do you about, remember oh, Javon Musk, the cologne before, uh, before oh, Axe body spray, we would just like douse Speaking ourselves. Speaking of co- aren't Musk? cologne and perfume commercials, the weirdest commercials. We were watching something the other day and this new commercial for, uh, what's the actor who plays Kylo Ren? What's his name? The actor, Adam Driver. Okay. And so it's him and he's just running and he runs you into- look the, Adam Driver-esque. Like you could be- Because I have a, because I have a big nose. <laughs> well, I do too, so. <laughs> but he's like running on the beach and then he runs in the water and there's a horse in the water and they're both swimming. And then the end of the commercial is he's a centaur. <laughs> like, that sounds like a Zoolander. What uh, in the- It does. Like Michael? Does it smell good? Uh, I can't even smell no, it. I don't have cologne on. I mean, neither. It was a trick. I, I need some for Christmas. Good Dude, anyway. Somebody earlier today, I was natural in the, scent. Somebody earlier today was in the cologne. sanctuary and they were wearing cologne and it's, I, it smelled so strong. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. anyway, I digress. I don't have any right now. I'm out. I need Me some too. for Christmas. We both so. need it. No <laughs> Javon Musk. <though. laughs> remember what was the one? A Dracar Noir. That was what that everybody was like, wore. That's like, fancy though, right? Yeah. Everybody like in high school, that's what you wore. You had to wear Dracar. CK1. I'm a little bit younger than you. CK1. That was what was big. That's the... That's the uh, it was the man. millennial. That's you, right. You were you were because if you, you guys or girls could wear because yeah, it was CK one. So right. there yep. you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the beginning of where I we was. are. Where I was we a are part of the beginning. You of where are, we are you are the reason well, our culture is the where it is state, right now. The rest of the states in the United States are so. <laughs> not Florida, not Florida and Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Yep. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, so there yeah. you go. Yeah, the <laughs> elections are that's done. That's another. Now, that's another. <laughs> you were coming here to get away from that talk. All right. So, so hey, we are talking this week because uh, we are actually away this week. Uh, very far. Very far in Pensacola. <laughs> in Pensacola. Uh, at the Florida Baptist Convention. Speaking of elections. Yes. Yeah, so Florida Baptist Convention. So we wanted to uh, really talk about the convention, what it is, why it's important, why we participate, yeah. uh, and what's going on at the convention. So let's start off right there. What is the Florida Baptist Convention, Mr. Convention? Mr. I'm going to call you Mr. Because you're like, you're being nominated for the pastor's comp. We're going to talk about this in a second. Here's a video of you. You're like Mr. Convention this year. So what is the Florida Baptist Convention? The Florida Baptist Convention is a group of churches that cooperate together for missions. So I think we talked about this before because everybody's more focused on the Southern Baptist Convention. Mm. Uh, But we actually, most churches 
participate through their state first. And so then the states, so like we send in money to the state and the state sends 51% of that on uh, to the national causes, but 49% of that stays here uh, for church planting in the state, uh, One More Child, the Baptist College of Florida, uh, the regional catalyst, you know, the staff of the convention that exists to strengthen health churches, disaster relief, all those kind of things. And I think, you know, for most churches, more of the actual like cooperation is more on a state and regional level than it is Southern Baptist Convention. So the convention itself mm -hmm. actually is those churches meeting together for a day and a half. Meeting together. And it does, year. I think you're right. It does happen more on that local level, state level, because a lot of it happens through relationships that we have or people networking and just relationships you have with other pastors and churches, which is great. So you mentioned some of the ministries that Florida Baptist Convention does uh, in church planting, One More Child. Uh, there's also staff involved. In fact, Lewis Miller works Lewis for the Florida Miller. Baptist Convention. The He's our, That's right. He's preached here. Usually about once a year he preaches <coughs> here, but yeah. also, you know, so his job is a the guy with lots of voices. Yes, he does. Hey, yeah. He talks like this yeah. every now and then. And yeah, he, yeah. My, my favorite voice he does is the church complaining voice. Yeah, when the like, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, kind yeah, of a funny yeah. voice. Yeah. Lewis, we love your voices. We do. Uh, so he works for the uh, convention, works in our region just to support churches, provide yeah. resources, connect churches, and help them uh, engage better, which is great. Another yeah. benefit of the Florida Baptist Convention. So um, let's ask this. Why does the Florida Baptist Convention meet for a couple of days every year? Yeah, I mean, really, uh, obviously... The, the, there are different committees uh, that are appointed. So there's the nominating committee, which our Roger, very own Roger Barrett was Roger on Roger Barrett. You know Roger. And if you don't know Roger, you're missing out. You really are. He's, he's one of really, the best guys, men, or whatever. Yeah. He's just incredible. I, I would consider him a mentor and um, man, just... Dude, sharp, solid, encouraging. Solid. Yeah. It just says says truth uh, in a, such a kind way, but also direct and just mm -hmm. good. Yeah, he's great. He mm. and Kay are just fantastic. But mm. uh, yes, so they then, are. like, there's boards, you know? So you have the uh, committee on uh, order of business <laughs> that kind of runs the convention. You got uh, the boards for the different organizations we just mentioned. You have the state board, which is the group that really runs the convention business in between business sessions, but they make recommendations and the convention comes together and votes on those recommendations. There's not a whole lot going on right now. Uh, but like one thing is they're creating some emergency plans, you know, for an event, something like COVID were to happen again. Mm -hmm. So that kind of stuff. Uh, and more so, there's opportunity for new business, which we don't want any new business. But if you really had an issue to bring up, that's your time to do it. So in addition to that, there's a lot of preaching. There's the pastor's conference that's attached to it. There's worship. There's celebrations, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Networking is a big part of it, too. Yeah, and a huge part of it, it really is, is just uh, encouraging churches and church yeah. leaders. Because not just pastors go. Anyone uh, is who can be a messenger from their church and go to the convention who's part yeah. of the Southern Baptist Church. But it really is a time of, I would say, life-giving time back to to those who were there just to, to pour into them. Uh, so let's talk really quickly about the pastor's conference because the pastor's conference is attached to the convention. Yes. And uh, you uh, were nominated, voted on to be the president of yeah, the pastor's conference. Yeah, on social media yesterday or so, you know, that I am uh, the new uh, I mean, you definitely, not probably, you definitely saw it because everyone like, not. signs up for notifications from James Ross, right? Well, I don't even know if I shared anything, but <laughs> you know, kidding. if you're my friend, you probably saw stuff. And yeah, so basically that means that Justin has to do a lot of work next year. <laughs> 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 no, um, Good, because I've just been sitting around. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I'm the one who's basically responsible for organizing uh, next year's pastors conference, and um, you know, some there's a new person every year, and so we'll be with our first vice president and second vice president, uh, David Tarkenton and Zelda Saplin. We'll be working together uh, with them and their worship teams, hopefully, to just. Uh, have a time of worship and and preaching and maybe even some breakouts just to strengthen and equip our pastors. And it's free. The convention, you know, kicks in some money. Thanks to some generous donors within our church, we might kick in some money and, um, you know, just really build up our pastors because, you know, I, I, just like last week, there are challenges that come with the military. And so I'm not saying we are woe is us, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, being a, a church staff can be exhausting, especially in our culture. I think we are part of a great, very healthy church. We don't feel it as much as other pastors, mm-hmm. but some of them are, and some of them don't have budgets to go to conferences. Right. That's this exactly is what I was about to say. Yeah. Conference. Yeah. It's free for them to come. And I think that's something we value is that we know we as pastors need development and training and encouragement, all those things. And we are, we are blessed to work at a church and uh, serve at a church that intentionally helps us with some of yeah, that in our budget, absolutely. but many pastors are not, yeah, and they're, right. and not just that they're isolated in their communities. They're isolated, uh, you know, in some smaller towns or smaller churches just don't have the resources yeah. to attend. And this is free. They just have to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, a, that's a really a benefit. And I think what it does help is it helps, uh, with those networks, it helps with those partnerships, conversations for churches to start to work together more and more and more. Um, and which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is a beautiful thing. So the reason, you know, I, I'm doing it is I actually was asked by someone a couple years ago, Hey, would you consider, uh, putting your name in for this? And I was pretty new here. Uh, you were pretty new here, mm-hmm. uh, working on my doctorate, you know, just d- didn't feel like it was the right time. But now, uh, with the current president of the convention who I know well, like I have a close working relationship with him, the outgoing president of the pastor's conference, I just felt like, Hey, those guys can help me. Um, and I'm in a little bit better season and not that I could do a better job than anybody. There's tons of guys that'll do a good job at this. I just felt like, you know, yeah, let's do it. Let's give it a go. I think we'll put on a great conference, uh, with, uh, the team from here and outside. And so, uh, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it's great. It's, you know, we say every Sunday, I uh, asked you first for permission. You did, you know, I mean, as <laughs> you said wife. that you asked, that's right. And you asked last time when you said, no, you're like, what do you think? And I was like, honestly, I think there's too much on your yeah, plate yeah. and that's probably not wise. And yeah. it sounds like, I think we could do it. I yeah. think God can do it and yeah. using us. But one thing we say every week here is that we don't just want to grow a church, right. we want to build the it's kingdom. Good. And this is another way that we as church on base sure God's allowed us to help build the kingdom because our church in doing this is helping provide some of the resources to do the pastor's conference. Uh, and, and that is just a way for us as a church to say, we want to strengthen and uh, encourage uh, other churches. Yeah, and uh, sure. we're thankful for that. Thankful yeah, for absolutely. a church that doesn't just like, I think some churches are like, yeah, that's a great idea. Y- y'all should go do that. But I really think like <laughs> yeah. our church yeah. really, the people of our this church really believe that. Mm-hmm. They really want to that. see our church. I didn't uh, mean like, relations. yeah, I believe that. I mean like, yeah, I believe that people in our <laughs> yeah, church Yeah, I mean, that. I really think that. Yeah, you know, I think uh, sure. Town Hall a few weeks ago when we oh, shared man. some of the stuff from, uh, from missions and, yeah. you know, just some of the celebration, people are genuinely excited uh, that God is allowing our church to be a part yeah, of this. it's cool. It's humbling, man. It really, it's really is. Cool. It's um, really cool. And, you know, not only so, uh, you know, we're involved in other ways. So I mentioned Roger Barrett, but uh, the one and only Justin Wyatt uh, actually serves for the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked me back I don't as know. a board member for One More Child. And what was crazy about this is I was on the nominating committee. Yeah, that's right. Back in the day, whenever you got involved, and I knew you, and I was like, he's doing so much in orphan yeah. care here in Crestview at the time mm-hmm. uh, that 
you know, he needs to have a voice and, and he, well, you have a loud voice, but you know, <laughs> he needs to have his <laughs> loud voice my inserted voice. <laughs> in the conversation. So, yeah. You know, that was cool. I, um, you know, they, I, I, you, with that, with that board, you serve for three years, then you can serve again for three years for six years total. Then you have to rotate off. So I served six, rotated off. And then I was like, all right, I guess I'm done. And they asked me to come back. So I was like, yeah. wow, um, that's, it's an honor, uh, to be a part of what they're doing, uh, here, uh, in the state of Florida, 50 different ministry locations throughout Florida, 15 different countries, uh, working with five primary, uh, five primary target areas. And that is uh, child hunger, which we did a meal packing event as part yeah, of Serve Day. Yeah. It's packed 15,000 meals. They've served over 3 million meals in 2022 as of September, 2022. That's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, anti-trafficking. So the state of Florida has actually um, asked One More Child to be a key partner in um, anti-trafficking efforts for young women, primarily, but also men uh, who are being rescued out of anti-trafficking. Uh, Foster care, adoption, uh, single moms programs. They have an incredible single moms programs that they have across the state to provide holistic care for young women uh, who find themselves in crisis and yeah. who need help. And then uh, family support. They provide a lot of support for families with the goal of keeping families together that they wouldn't be in a position where children need to be removed. Yeah. Uh, parents who, because of, they, they, they're trying their best as, as parents, but because of circumstances need support, they're providing that support to keep families intact. So go one more child. Uh, it's yeah. an incredible organization. Yeah. Thankful mm -hmm. to be a part of it. Yeah, there's just so many good things. And I would just say, ultimately, we kind of feel like, um, and I think a lot of believers feel this way. That's why there's so many, you know, our churches shouldn't kind of, exist on an island. We should cooperate with other churches to build the kingdom. Uh, but I do want to clarify for those who just don't understand, like we're autonomous, we're self-governed. So there's no like group telling us what to and to not believe. I mean, granted, if we went off in a certain direction, other Baptist churches would say, Hey, you guys are not kind of, you know, mm -hmm. you're not sticking to where we you may not cooperate anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, that, that rarely happens, but it does happen within mm -hmm. uh, Baptist life. Uh, but you know, if, if something were happening wrong, or just if for whatever reason we sensed, Hey, uh, this isn't what we want to do. Uh, you know, we don't like owe anything or anything like that. We could vote as a church, you know, mm -hmm. tomorrow. Uh, well, we'd have to do it two weeks in advance. So in two weeks, because we have to, you know, bylaws say we have to say two weeks. Uh, we could say in two weeks, we're not going to do this anymore. And we can figure out a different way to do it. So uh, it's just something we voluntarily do. And, you know, it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. by any means. And it's messy. Um, we got some cousins that I don't know <laughs> we want to be related to, but, uh, the removed. <laughs> but I do think, yeah. uh, the Lord is working. Through it. So let me ask this question, uh, especially in today's culture and climate spiritually with the church and so much, you know, deconstruction and there's, yeah. a, there's so much distrust of the church, which some of which is very valid. Mm -hmm. Um, why, would we stay? Why would we? Why is affiliation uh, and cooperation with the Southern Baptist Convention, the Florida Baptist Convention, why is it valuable? Yeah, I just think we could do so much better together, so much more together. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I mean, just w f what you talked about with one more child, there's just no way we could do that by ourselves. And there's no way we could send missionaries the way uh, we're sending them. And there's no way that we can. Um, you know, do the things for Florida Baptist, I mean, disaster relief, that's a huge yes. part of it. Mm -hmm. So I, ju I just think that alone, uh, until there's a big, big, big compelling reason not to, uh, you know, we should. And you might say, well, we could do these other parachurch ministries that don't have as much baggage. But I'm like, yeah, they don't have baggage anymore. They just have history. Right. Um, and, you, you know, I would just say that I don't think when one more child is doing their ministry or Florida Baptist disaster relief are doing the ministry that people are like, but before you minister to us, we're Southern Baptists rooted in slavery. <laughs> like, you know, so like mm -hmm. I get that like 
philosophical debate of like, I can't be a part of something that has those roots. Fine. You know, but, uh, to me, the good is worth it. Yeah. There's so, there's so much, I agree. There's so much more we can do together that I believe God is allowing churches to do together by partnering together. And yeah, there's issues. And I think we're, we're trying to address a lot of those issues uh, as a denomination. Um, and I think, especially in a a a time denomination denomination, that's right. Exactly. And I think that's another push. Like, you know, back in the nineties, when everybody was like, we're leaving the SBC to go be non-denomination. You really just, you know, didn't want any kind of like accountability and they're all, you wanted to go to Disney. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's just like, this is why we think it's good. Um, you know, I think even, um, you know, yeah, it's just good. Yeah. Um, well, that's but all we're we super involved. So if you have any questions ever about it, hit us up. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, anything speaking else? No. Nah, oh, okay. All right. Well, so, no, no. Yeah. so speaking of yeah. questions, here we got some questions. So uh, two questions. One, uh, kind of a big church question, uh, kind of not just us, local church. Uh, question is this. Increased persecution is a given. However, shouldn't church members and leadership openly reject this kind of abuses of power? This isn't a Romans 13 matter when government operates with evil intent. I know it's heavy, but we may be living in trying times. Mm. What a complicated <laughs> yeah. answer. Yeah. So... You know, I think Romans 13 is definitely, which Romans 13, if you're not familiar with, mm-hmm. is, is yeah, about being about- obedient to the government, is a very difficult text for us to interpret. So let, let's let's start with mm. who that was written to were Christians in Rome. So God is saying, be obedient to the ruler's who aren't Christians and who are very, in many ways, anti-Christian. So that doesn't mean that we do anything, that we're complicit in any sin, but it means that we're not necessarily going against the authorities and what they're telling us to do. Even though we know the authorities don't necessarily have our best interest in mind. That becomes complicated you know, when it begins to infringe upon people's God-given rights. However, I think sometimes we think that certain rights are God-given when they're really not God-given, or we think certain rights that godly people should want us to have, we don't have. So I'm almost confusing you there. (laughs) My point is that like, I just, we need to understand the context of Romans 13. Then we need to understand the context historically of America where we've had unprecedented freedom. Mm -hmm. Now that seems to be tightening up here in America. And so, you know, I don't fully know how you embrace that, you know? So like, let's go back to COVID. I Mm -hmm. think that kind of heightened all this and there being restrictions on churches for meeting. Like we didn't really have that. DeSantis Mm -hmm. never really said you can't. Mm -hmm. He just asked us not to. Right. and he was so pro-freedom that we were like, hey, actually, we try, yeah, we, people trusted. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's part of why he was reelected, mm-hmm. honestly, not trying to be political there. Um, that was political, but I wasn't trying to be political. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's I I feel like I would have respected the government. But maybe at some point, if I were in California, I would have said we're going to meet anyway. But also I would have understood, hey, there's going to be consequences and I would have thought – I just don't know. You don't know know. what you do if you're in that situation. But I think what you're saying is like there are times like you – it doesn't – 
obeying the government doesn't mean you can't question the government or right, advocate right. for that's change. Definitely true. And, and I think that's where it's not, we aren't called, we don't have to be, if we disagree doesn't mean, you know, and thankfully right now we live in a country where you can voice opposition to yeah. the government. Yeah. Uh, you can, and we have yeah, that we, freedom. And so I think that's a, a freedom we should not take for granted as well. Yeah. I, I just think that it's a difficult thing to manage specifically in this context, you know, I, I don't think the government very often asks you to do something that is going against your Christian faith as much as they facilitate an environment that doesn't line up with your Christian values mm -hmm. and um, vote, you know, on that. But um, I do think I do think some of the rhetoric from believers is more like historic American freedoms are our right and not necessarily what God says are our right. But at the same time, like, again, don't freedom. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. you have the freedom to speak up. Just also understand there might be earthly yeah. consequences for the mm -hmm. freedom to speak up. We've talked about that before. Yeah. And here's, you know, and this isn't to get heavy handed about persecution at all, but here's what I do know about persecution is that the church has always been persecuted, yeah, right. you know, since uh, basically since Jesus left this earth uh, and the church has continued. Yeah. Um, and so while I think we should, you know, be aware that there is persecution and it will, it will increase, I believe, uh, um, for us, uh, for our children, et cetera. Um, uh, it will, it, it ultimately does not have any bearing upon our faith. Right. And the places where the church is growing the fastest rate right now are in places where the persecution is the heaviest and the yeah. most intense because right. there is a cost, a very real cost attached to it. So it's not a cultural faith. It's not a, it's not just something you do. It is, it is a, in many places a life or death choice. So I think not, not to be heavy handed and to try to like make it sound like these things aren't very serious for us right now. Right. But at the same time, we have to remember that, man, persecution throughout history has only right. caused the fire to burn brighter. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I mean, it is the people who are concerned, like this is a slippery slope as the government begins to infringe upon here, they're going to infringe more. I mean, that's a valid concern mm -hmm. because this history typically does show that. And I will also say like, it's a different, there's difference in someone advocating for others' rights and, and defending their own like. A sense of autonomy because we're called to be a voice to the voiceless, you know, and father to the, you know, to speak the character of the father to the fatherless. And so like, um, yeah. And I mean, people have a point, I'm not saying this, please, but people have a point when they're like, I don't want to pay taxes to a government that pays for abortions. Like there's some validity in that, you know? Um, but also God never said, if you don't pay your taxes that you're not going to get arrested. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. So yeah. just understand that. And so I think that's why Romans 13 is telling Christians like, you know, follow the laws while also trying to maintain your faith. And there are moments those will collide. Um, so I would say pay taxes still, but then be the voice for the father, the, the mm -hmm. I mean, voice for the voiceless, you know? Yeah. So man, we're probably that's just boggy. Boggy. That's that boggy, boggy, so boggy. Some people think we have no spine and some people said, you know, that we, yeah, uh, are just uh, 
Republican. <laughs> too I'm much. Not, I'm nonpartisan. Too much of a spine. I'm okay, next All right, question. So, hey, next question. How are we on track with our 50-50 goal, and why are we doing that in the first place? So let me clarify. The 50-50 goal is for our budget. We're talking about 50% of our budget. Going, going to going Pastor to, James. <laughs> right. We are not very far in that. <laughs> yeah. uh, 50% of our <laughs> budget going to go? ministry and Nor missions, and the other 50% going towards uh, other things like administration, personnel, yeah. uh, insurance, all the things that help the church run. So, which are all related to missions and ministry, but we're talking about, we want 50% spent on actual, the ministries of the church and missions. So where are we in that goal? And why are we doing that in the first place? So let's start there. Why are we doing that in the first place? So for clarity, that goal is all receipts. So it's not just what you see in the budget. It's as we everything given as we designated giving because you know we we do also have special offerings throughout the year. So so our goal is that say in a given year, you know, you know, a million dollars came in that five hundred thousand of that would be spent on mission, you know, missions and ministry directly. Granted, everything is missions right. and ministry, right? Yes. Um, you pointed that out, and then I spoke to it the other day at yeah, town hall. I was like, it shouldn't say that. Yeah, but, you know. yeah. Which we know what they're saying. <laughs> Um, so how are we doing? Well, um, in a, we actually are moving in the right direction. On designated budget, we actually took a step backwards, but that's because be- of inflation. Because of inflation, but but where our giving is is just incredible generosity. I mean, we met budget a week ago, like for the year. You heard about that, like mm-hmm. incredible generosity. So we are actually closer to that than we ever been, and we have an aggressive plan to pay off the debt that you know was existed when you and I came to this church um, and has been managed well by 2028, which means 2028 is the goal to do that. We really are in the position in 2028 where we can be there. So you'll see a massive shift from 2027 to 2028. And then the, and at the same time, the numbers are all going up in the right direction. It just, this year, unfortunately, so hard with insurance, utilities, cost of living, it was very challenging. Yeah. Our insurance uh, for the property insurance, our utility bill, just, is out the roof, you know, just be, uh, just like everyone in their own household is well, the same way. Well, maybe if we fix the roof, then the utilities <laughs> would be not <laughs> That's as right. Expensive. Maybe we, we could cap that. But I think yeah. w- one of the benefits we have is we have a very strong uh, church administrator, uh, Steve Renna, and a very strong stewardship ministry team who have really uh, put a lot of time and effort into the numbers to help us track this. So it's not just an idea, but they actually have measurable goals for us each year mm-hmm. uh, to move the needle that way. And, and here's why we would do that is because we want to be a generous church. Uh, it goes back to what we said about the Florida Baptist Convention. Yeah, we're not right. just trying to grow a church. We're trying to build a kingdom. So we could take all that money. For clarity, not our kingdom. Yes, the kingdom <laughs> of God. Did yeah, I yeah. say our kingdom? You, no, you just said build our kingdom. Build the kingdom, yeah, sorry. I know what you meant, but um, like- Build the kingdom, the kingdom know. of God. Um, yeah. We could take all that money that we're given to missions and ministry, you know, you know and, and use more of it here and improve more things on campus. Uh, you know, there's lots of things. We, both of us, have a lot of things we like to see happen, but they just aren't reality because we believe that there's a greater good uh, to come from using them for these other things. Uh, here's what I think. I think if we did that, I just don't know that we would be entrusted with as much. I think, yeah. you know, it's just like in our own family budgets, when we we, mm-hmm. we tithe, we give, we mm-hmm. give sacrificially. And I just think, man, I think we're in a position to do that. And God entrusts us with, with it to do it. So that's what we're supposed to do. Um, so that's and, and, why. And I've said all along, like we may not get there, but we are, we are, that's kind of the tension. That's the goal. Like, right. So it's kind of like if your goal were to be, you know, the fastest runner in the country, I mean, 
that might be unrealistic, but you know, let's say it was, you were younger and it was more realistic, you know, for you, not for me. Um, Hey, I'm going to push myself as much as I can to get there. And that's what we're trying to say, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is we're going to do a lot of good on our way there. And we are doing a lot of good on our way there. Yeah, man. And a plan is better than no plan. Amen, brother. (laughs) It's getting us there. Hey, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added into you. They will fall. And as we've done that, it's amazing to see him take care of our church. Yeah. But if you've got questions about our budget, you are welcome to ask. You can email Steve at churchonbayshore.org. Uh, you can get you in touch get with- more information than you yeah, want. Yeah, Steve is good at that. <laughs> he is good at that. <laughs> so yeah, you, uh, budget's open book to- What exactly do we pay Justin to do? <laughs> he only works on Sunday mornings. Yeah, you know, all anyway. your extra- yeah, me too, though. All right, okay. so hey, we're playing a game. Yeah, we are playing a and game. And I have no idea what this game is. Well, so. since we've talked so much about me and the pastor's conference and all that, I thought <laughs> uh, I'd make it about me, but it's also- all about kinda, you. <laughs> kind of how, how well you know me. Oh, gosh. Um, so I'm going to share some of my favorite quotes. And you got to tell me who it's by. You're not going to have a clue on some of these, but I'm, I kind of want to hear your Well, guess. I'm terrible with names, so- um, and this is going to be a challenge. I might, you know, it might be a little inspirational as to some of these. Are and these then, real people, fictional no, characters? Maybe well, mixed. You know, I don't, okay, okay, I'm that starting, I'm starting just, with all real people. Okay. Okay. All right. So I, this one, I don't know who said it. So I'm just going to say this one. <laughs> My favorite quote is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So I love that quote. I, you I don't do. Know who, our kid, that's James Ross quoting. Well, because you said our kids, I say that to my kids after, because you've yeah. coached our kids in football. And I'm like, hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah. This year, our team was more talented. So I had to be like, look, they're going to work hard and beat y'all. I've got to mm-hmm. work harder. But um, I, there's actually a guy uh, as a coach that said it, but Tim Tebow said it too. Lots of people said it. Okay. Here we go. All right. Here we go. All right. This might be my favorite quote. Okay. Outside the Bible, of course. Uh, the best book I ever wrote was the book I didn't write when my children were young. Isn't that a good quote? Oh, I've heard that quote. Uh, I've heard it. But it, so it's got to be somebody who's written a lot of books. <laughs> yeah. He's actually <laughs> but, not that well known. But it all, okay. Well, I've had to say it also sounds like an Andy Stanley quote, but it's not Andy Stanley. Because um, he wrote lots of books yes. when his children were young. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's right. Cha-ching! <laughs> I know. Uh, um, I don't I know. I want to hear a guess, though. Okay, uh, Bob Goff. Oh, wow. Good guess. But Peter Kreeft. So Never. He's not that, he's not that famous. But <laughs> no. that's a, isn't that a great quote? Uh, that is a great. Really, I'm a driven person, and so there's a lot of things I've said. Yeah. Like the convention. Yeah, kind of thing, it's Like me right, saying yeah. no to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. You do know who this person is. <laughs> is that John Maxwell? No. Oh, more famous. More famous than, oh, is this a, um, uh, it's gotta be a famous, uh, wait, say it again. Success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Oh, somebody who failed a lot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so bad with names. Uh, Steve Spurrier. Oh my goodness. You're, Winston Churchill. Oh, you know, it just sounded like Steve Spurrier. I, I think that's a life is that is a great. Failure. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get my history hat and on you now. You just got you Winston know, Churchill, man. Mm, okay. That's good. I, I really do live by this quote. Do for one, what you wish you could do for everyone. That's Andy Stanley. That is Andy I've Stanley. heard that sermon. Cause he, that's their whole theme for like their Be Rich series. And oh, okay. yeah, so I've heard that one. Yes, yeah, that, I get that, one. Andy, I know you. <laughs> that was our goal and foster, you know, foster yes. care adoption. And then we did two. <laughs> so, and then we'll see what goes that's from right. here. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I feel like quote. you got to say this. I don't love all of Andy Stanley's stuff, right, but he but has some great quotes. Yes, man. absolutely. Okay, that he wrote when his children were young. Um, <laughs> unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot. Nothing is going to get better. It's not. Oh, that's poetic. 
It rhymes. I love this quote, man. Say it again. Unless um, someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. It's not. Just kidding. Uh, I kind of disappointed you don't know this one. I don't know uh, people. He's names. an author. He has his doctorate. Doctor Stuart Smalley. <laughs> Doctor no Seuss. Doctor Seuss. It's from the Lorax. Right. Okay, there it's you from go. The See, I don't know quotes, and oh, I'm, I'm terrible at this game. I, People's I names. Would. I know you won't get this one. Because usually, when I, make, I when I quote a quote, I usually get several words wrong. I just kind of make up my own version of a quote. So, and you know, again, these are quotes that just impact me. And this one actually, mm. you know, affects my parenting greatly. Seriously, athletics make men strong. Study makes men wise, and character makes men great. Mm. Isn't that good? That is good. Um, you're not going to know it. Tony Dungy. <laughs> uh, that's a good guess. Hey, you know, guess. see? So I know Cliff a few. Hare, Cliff who Hare. was the famous Auburn uh, coach that Jordan Hare. Is oh, Jordan Hare. Yeah, Jordan yeah. Hare. There you okay. go. So right. I, had a, I had a decent guess on that one. This is a good one. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's the Bible. <laughs> who said it? Uh, you're going to put me on the spot with the scriptures. <laughs> Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus says yes, this. Jesus said it. You're but, overthinking it. I know. I'm like, oh no, is it in, is it in which book of Paul? But I'm like, Paul, no, what, what it's Jesus were, says what this. What if you were like, you know, uh, Peter? And I was like, and you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but you know, like, especially when it comes to, it's like when you're in live room, people are like, you know that verse where it says this? And you're like, okay. I don't know, Google. <laughs> okay. Sarcasm is anger's ugly cousin. Ooh. I say uh, these quotes a lot. We're about to start saying just so, oh, no. around so my house. Sarcasm is anger's what cousin? Ugly cousin. Ugly cousin. Ooh. Um, that sounds, I don't know. Uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's <laughs> just start, bad. I'm not just going to start randomly. That's actually Dr. Dr. Buddy Rael from the movie Anger Management. Oh, man. So, I've so moved, we're, we're into some movie fiction. quotes. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. Which I'm also terrible. I'm and also bad at this. So. These are legitimate things I say all the time. Okay. We have four more. He's an angry elf. Oh, that's, uh, well, it's from the movie Elf. Yeah. Uh, and it's a buddy. Is it? No, not buddy doesn't say that. Um, buddy says it. Buddy says yeah, it. That's he, right. About, he's an angry yes, elf. Yes, that's he right. Buddy says that, it. Uh, the guy, the yeah. author. Yeah. Okay. I got to be careful how I say that there. <laughs> the short okay. man. I think I've got the black lung, Pop. Oh, I know this. See, I recognize this. I recognize it. I recognize it. And I've got the black lung pop. See, and people out there listening are like, I, I can't believe he doesn't know this. I know they are. They're shame. They're so disappointed in yeah. me. Uh, I don't know. Some are disappointed in me <laughs> for knowing all these. <laughs> I've got the black lung. I'm so bad at this game. Uh, you got to guess. I want to hear your crazy. Okay. Guess. So it's, see, I, man, I need like, I have no idea. Aslan I was from Narnia. No, just kidding. I was like, Narnia. what? No, no. I seriously was like, I don't remember yeah. that chapter. <laughs> don't remember that chapter. <laughs> the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's Derek Zoolander from Zoolander. Yeah, what a funny okay. movie. We got no food. We got no job. Our pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> got no, okay, I've probably got seen- Got no food. Got no job. Our pet's heads are falling off. Come on. I have no idea. I'm, I'm like oh, totally man. blank on Lloyd these. Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, man, that's been a while since I've seen <laughs> okay. that. That's so funny. I'm all right. These are again okay. things I just say. Randomly. That's a great Last one. one. All right, all right, all right. So disappointed in myself. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, that's an actual quote. Yes. All right, all right, all right. You don't know this, man. Somebody's gonna have to like 
make a montage. because of- he grew up with VidAngel and I didn't. <laughs> it's Oh man! Watching pure flicks and whatever. Uh, all I think a lot of these were. movies came out when I. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Yeah, I, they came out when I was like eighteen to twenty-two. Several of these, probably in college, were, and I was then yeah, I was in were, Korea. I was overseas. I was overseas. I do have this window of like of American pop culture that I have no reference for. But this one's actually from when we were you were in high. This is like all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You. This is like your coming of age movie, man. Dazed and confused. Oh, I never, Matthew never seen it. Never seen it. Wooderson. You know what movie I can quote? Because I've seen it more times than any other movie in the world. The Passion. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hard movie to watch. It is, and I think it wasn't an Aramaic. Yeah, it was. I know. (laughs) Can't even do it. Wayne's World. Oh, because man. that was you're, I would dating my, yourself, brother. Well, but this is why I was young. But my grandpa died, and my cousins and I, like we, at my grandma's house during the funeral weekend, it was a big thing, and we were all just kind of banished to the back room, like because our parents just had a lot to deal with, and we watched that movie right. like ten swing the whole time at a funeral. Party on, Wayne! Oh, Hi, man. Wayne! Oh uh, yeah. yeah, all yeah. So there you go. I'm terrible movie quotes, except maybe Wayne's World. So yeah, I'm gonna do in December. I'm gonna do a Christmas movie quote. Movie. Okay, so I'm gonna study. I'm gonna prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch every Christmas movie. Hey Justin, the service wasn't this good th- that good this week. Why? Yeah, I just really didn't have time <laughs> to work on the music because I was too busy st- busy studying. I was watching all the Hallmark uh, Christmas movies. Uh, I will kidding. not be quoting. Hallmark I will movies. never watch one either. And thankfully, Christy Wyatt never will either because she's I like that's. I don't know if one, Christy Ross watches. Once she's like. She oh, Murder shows, but <laughs> have you seen that murder show? That, that's skit so funny. On yeah, murder, murder show. show. That's so funny. Go well, hey, uh, so besides my my <laughs> needing to brush up on some quotes, uh, we uh, hope this has helped. At least you. you got Jesus. I think I, that I was got the, the only one you got. No, you got no, Buddy the Elf. I got Buddy, and I got um, I got the Andy, Andy Stanley, Stanley quote. Yeah, so I got yeah. three out of like fifteen. You yeah. know, so 10, um, eleven. I did yeah, not did pass. You didn't that's bad. okay. <laughs> there, uh, but I, I I succeed in other ways. You in do, life. You so, do, do. hey, thanks for listening. Please still tune in <laughs> next like time. <laughs> I am good at things. Okay? I can do some things. <laughs> thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.